Well, um, when I heard about that decision, I was like, okay, again, because uh, in 2013, uh, I um, published my um, investigation into Manga Ung's pr pr prison, which exposed widespread torture, forced injection with antipsychotic drugs, a murder, wi widespread corruption. Um, and then uh, DCS also announced they, um, they were going to take over uh, the prison, which they did. And then they took over the prison and just covered up for G4S and did not publish their investigation report because they promised to investigate all the irregularities and human rights violations that I had exposed. Um, I had to go through the courts uh, using the PIA procedure and only got that report in 2020, whereas they should have uh, published it in 2013. Um, so I have uh, no faith in DCS taking over the prison now yet again, uh, because it's actually just as bad as G4S. I mean, they continued the violence, they continued the corruption, and they, they just covered everything up. And, and they, there was absolutely zero accountability. So I, I don't really have a lot of hope right now. But Ruth... Uh, the former uh, Minister of Corrections, uh, Spoon Debele, at that time, mm -hmm. didn't he call for the prison uh, facility to be investigated? Y you know, uh, what happened there? Oh, yeah, I was hopeful when he uh, responded because he said he, he came with quite a bold statement. He said the privatization of prisons in South Africa has failed and we will get to the bottom of this and leave no stone unturned. And I thought, oh, that's great. Justice. But what happened then was that he, that Spuindebele was quickly moved to uh, Australia, where he was an ambassador, and then he was called back to South Africa to stand trial in a corruption uh, uh, corruption trial. I've never heard anything about him ever again. Um, he was then uh, replaced by Michael Masuta, who visited Mangaung Prison and said it was a state-of-the-art facility and uh, no problem there. Uh, the, the then minister, um, Commissioner of Correctional Services, John Ingana, was also critical. She was also moved and was replaced then by Zach Modisa, who then uh, who, who was before that head of DCS, head of uh, Mangaung Prison. He was then appointed a national commissioner. And he again made sure that G4S was protected, uh, that all the human rights violations were covered up and that the money uh, going around in this prison, because it's a very profitable prison contract underlying this, that was also protected. And there are South Africans earning off this prison uh, contract, South African companies, they were protected. So again, I, I, I'm not hopeful that uh, the fact that G for, uh, sorry, DCS is taking over running of the prison is going to make any difference whatsoever. It's it's. It's very similar to what G4S has done. So we wait to see once again. But uh, just the final one, uh, Ruth, with regard to uh, G4S, and we spoke uh, earlier in the week about atrocities uh, elsewhere in the world and uh, that mm -hmm. quite apart from what's happening in South Africa. But surely they have shareholders. What are they saying? Is nobody else interested in getting to the bottom of what's going on here? No, this is capitalism. This is capitalism on steroids. And people care about money first, profit first, and human rights first. I mean, G4S is a global multinational. Um, they exploited migrant workers in Gulf states in the Middle East. And that led to a big Norwegian uh, shareholder withdrawing their support. Uh, and that caused a bit of a bit, some waves. But uh, G4S is the biggest uh, private security contractor in the world. So it didn't really make a dent. 
in, in, in the UK, where I live, for example, uh, G4S was pro criminally prosecuted because they defrauded the British government on an electronic monitoring contract. G4S was fined millions and the managers were criminally prosecuted. But yet they land contract after contract after contract. They've just landed a big uh, contract for a maximum security prison with 1,600 beds. Uh, and in, in 2018, uh, Birmingham prison in the UK was run by G4S. The state had to step in and take over because G4S lost control. So you just see a pattern of, of things all over the world, you know, and that's clearly how we've all allowed uh, the world around us to be structured. And I'm just also waiting for people to stand up to this kind of exploitation and violence and subjugation. Mm. Uh, I'm just wondering, as a parting shot, Ruth, uh, any chance that you could come back? Maybe you could still, you know, get in touch with those contacts that you established over a decade. Uh, maybe someone somewhere inside there knows what happened in this Tabo Besta saga. I would love to come back and I'm just waiting for someone to invite me. So oh. <laughs> putting the word out there, <laughs> I'd love to come back. And my sources are they're all talking to me. Uh, and I've heard some very interesting uh, stories thus far. For example, that DCS knew about the Bester escape uh, when it happened, and the person who reported on it was then moved. Yet again, um, the, the, the government is covering up for a multinational. Well, Ruth, so now that they're taking over, it's it's not very uh, promising as far as I'm concerned. Well, I'll be following to see. Let me know uh, if you're headed back this way so uh, we can keep tabs on that. Uh, Ruth Hopkins, uh, thanks so much for uh, speaking to us there from the UK, uh, investigative journalist and author of The Misery Merchants, Life and Death in a Private South African Prison. And uh, this is a work that uh, culminated over 10 years of intensive research and investigations uh, uh, so uh, this seems as though not much has changed.